You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Kentucky Podcast. We bring you info and insights on UK football and basketball every weekday. Stay informed by making us part of your morning or afternoon commute. Listen and follow for free on Apple or Google Podcast. Just subscribe to Locked On Kentucky. I'm Dan Reefer with Fox 56, along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And a game um, on, uh, what is this, Wednesday night uh, that I thought would be just, you know, a marvelous SEC game, which was... LSU at Florida was a clunker because LSU is um, is kind of a fraud now. Uh, Florida took yeah. handled them from from start to finish. Florida is putting it together, uh, I think, better than than LSU. LSU got out to that eight and no start, uh, and now they're ten and five in conference play. So is Florida. Kentucky has wins over both of them. And now when Kentucky and Auburn play on Saturday at 345 at Rupp Arena, the winner takes the title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, – the, the LSU thing is crazy. February 1st, they were two games ahead of everybody in the league. Yeah. Uh, and now – They've lost like, five I, of seven. And, and, I mean, they're kind of on the bubble. I mean, they've kind of played their way onto the bubble incredibly. Yeah. From from seventeen and four, eight and zero over in the league to nineteen and nine, and I'm looking like, where are the good wins? Right. They their best win is they they split the series with Florida. They won at home. They lost on the road. So back on January twenty first, before they imploded, they they beat Florida, which is thirty third in Ken Palm. They beat Arkansas, which is forty third. Uh, and won again tonight. Arkansas needed they they had been on a slide and they've now won a couple, um, and that's it. those are the best wins. Those are yeah. their best wins. They have three top fifty wins and they're barely top fifty. Three thirty three Florida, forty three Arkansas, forty eight Rhode Island, and they don't have a top fifty win since the middle of January. You know if if Arkansas keeps coming back, you know they had lost Isaiah Joe to. Uh, to like a knee injury for five games, and Arkansas went zero and five. Yeah, and he he's returned, and, and now they're two, two games and 0, back. Right? They two and zero since he has come back. If they start coming back, and uh, you know the selection committee realizes that Isaiah Joe was out when they went zero and five, um, they might take LSU's spot. Yeah, I mean that's you know even if they don't take LSU's spot. I think Arkansas can very much – well, I mean, here's the thing. They play LSU in the second-to-last game of the season at yeah. home at Bud Walton. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that actually might be an elimination game. Yeah. Um, so I will be paying attention to that one. It's a Wednesday night game, so it's a, it, that's perfect because Kentucky will not be playing that night. Uh, I will put my feet up and watch it, maybe an elimination game. But, yeah – uh, Arkansas looked fantastic all the way, like all the way until Kentucky played. They're fourteen and two when Kentucky came to town, right? Uh, and they had some good wins. They won at Indiana. Um, they won at Georgia Tech. I mean, Georgia Tech's not great, but that's you know, they've won on the road against an ACC team. They won on the road against a Big Ten team. Um, they lost by two at LSU. Um, 
you know, and they really challenged Kentucky. And then from there, it was like pretty bad skid. They lost a couple, but as you mentioned, they're they're an interesting case where the committee has to consider. um, I think were we talking about just talking about the injury thing the other day? I feel like we were, but yeah, you know, I think you have to consider that they went zero and five without their second best player, Um, one of their two leading scorers and he's back and now they haven't you know if they went out without him I mean I guess if they went out it doesn't matter because they'll be they'd be 21 and 10 they'd be 9 and 9 in the league I think that would be good enough I think yeah as long as they don't lose uh, you know to Vanderbilt in the you know (laughs) Kentucky and all you gotta do is beat Vandy on the first night of the tournament right (laughs) oh man (laughs) no kidding that was that That was brutal that was brutal um, uh, rest rest of the SEC tonight, uh, Wednesday night. Uh, I mean, Anthony Edwards, 36 points. He was everything for Georgia, and South Carolina still held on to win in overtime, 94-90. So now South, South Carolina's, Carolina's got just a just a whisper of a hope still. Right. They're just right there. They're 9-6 and six in conference play, 17-11 and 11 overall. You know, losing at home to Georgia would have definitely hurt, but they were able to hold on there. Uh, Missouri Vanderbilt does not matter who won. You can find that out on your own. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even gonna. We're not, we're not even gonna tell you. Uh, that's pretty funny. The crazy game of the night, uh, just in college basketball in general, uh, was Maryland at Minnesota. Minnesota had Maryland down seventeen and held that lead all the way until one point nine seconds left. And dude from Maryland hit a three. Maryland or Minnesota? Maryland. Oh, Maryland. So Maryland was down the whole time and came back. Maryland was down by as many as 17 and did not grab the lead until 1.9 seconds left in the game on a three-pointer to put them ahead by one. Well, that pretty much cooks Minnesota, I would think. That was their chance to... They were thirteen and thirteen, I think Minnesota was. So that and they were seven and, they, and nine in Big Ten play. And we know everybody loves the Big Ten. The computers love the Big Ten. So right. if you win that game tonight, maybe you have a chance. Uh, I was I was rooting for a, a Minnesota win because that because Maryland's the top team in the Big Ten, and if they could lose, you know, to to a thirteen and thirteen Minnesota, uh, you know, they would just continue to beat up on each other. So, <laughs> um, by the way. If Emmanuel quickly wants the SEC Player of the Year, he better not let his foot off the gas. Um, Mason Jones scored oh, 37 yeah. in that win for Arkansas tonight. Um, you know, and if Arkansas plays back into the tournament, and Mason Jones is going to score 30 and 40 every night, yeah, I mean, he's on he's on a heater. I mean, you can I, I tweeted earlier today. You can make a strong case for him. You can also point out that he's had some really bad games, like interspersed. He's not been nearly as consistent. As quickly, um, and he shoots it a lot more than quickly. But he's also, you can't deny, like, so he's had, just since the end of January, he's had 34 on South Carolina, 30 at Alabama, 40 against Auburn, 38 against Mississippi State, and now 37 tonight against Tennessee. Yeah, he also had He also had 32 in the first game of the season, 41. Against Tulsa, um, I believe he and Brian Tyree are the only ones with forty, multiple forty-point games in the SEC. You know, SEC players. Yeah, it's uh, let's see, one, two, 
three, four, five, seven. That's now seven games with at least 30 in a game for Mason Jones. That's a lot. Like, yeah, I, think, I think Malik Monk had like three <laughs> Kentucky uh, or four. Yeah, speaking of Malik Monk. Yeah, poor Malik Monk. I don't know if it's poor Malik Monk. I guess you do well, that to we yourself. We don't know the but, situation, but yeah. he has been suspended indefinitely without pay for violating the NBA's drug anti-drug program just one day after he got you know a start a spot in the starting lineup. Uh, details not disclosed. Uh, head coach James Borrego said he hadn't even spoken with Monk since hearing of the suspension. But. Yeah, that's a that's a badly timed suspension for him because he was really hitting his stride for the first time in his NBA career. He'd strung together a bunch of really good games, scoring 17, 19, had back-to-back 25-point games. Yeah. Uh, 19, 19, 17, 25, 25, 15, all in a row here lately, and then blew his opportunity potentially. So, hate well, to we see that. We got to get to a break. Uh, when we come back, we will uh, we will discuss a uh, couple things to talk about. One is uh, what we mentioned about where UK's Ken Palm ranking doesn't seem to add up, and why uh, Hoops Insight had great insight into that, and we'll discuss that uh, when we return here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast. You are locked on Kentucky. Your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Okay, we're back here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast, and um, this Hoops Insight. Uh, I guess it's at Hoops Insight. Is that the? Yeah. Give him a shout out on Twitter. Uh, anyway, hang on. Let me I make sure. At, it might be Hoops Insights. I'm really sorry because he listens. Yes, it's Insights with an S. Okay, so plural. Yes. At Hoops Insights, but so he put out something before the Texas A&M game, and he was basically saying, "Look, Kentucky's really good." Um, defensive field goal percentage, which we see that show up. But, you know, those other areas where if you're just looking over normal statistics that just don't pop out at you. And, and like, for the average fan or even, you know, the, the Kentucky fan, you know, because the average Kentucky fan is a little bit different than the, the average fan. Uh, so you wouldn't notice some of these other statistics. But if you look at um, – Field goal percentage, Kentucky 14th. This was before the Texas A&M game. But here's what he wrote. is Kentucky's 14th nationally in effective field goal percentage defense. And that's according to Ken Palm. And they're good at defending both twos and threes, ranking 23rd and 24th in each category there. Held all but two opponents under their season average. Those two opponents were Utah and Ohio State. Surprise, surprise. Over the last 16 games, again, prior to the Texas A&M game, UK has held opponents to 7% below their season average for shooting. And that drop of 7% would be good enough to take the 10th best shooting team, which is San Diego State at 54.8%, and turn them into the 251st best shooting team, which would be Jacksonville at 478 so, all that said, Kentucky's still 39th in defensive efficiency. Why? Well, the reason is three distinct categories. One is defensive rebounding rate. Kentucky is 204th in defensive rebounding rate. So, during the same 16-game stretch where UK's held opponents 7% below their season average shooting – They've allowed opponents to post a defensive rebounding rate 2% better than their average. 
Uh, only six times in that 16-game stretch did UK hold opponents below their season average in offensive rebounding. So here's the next category. 283rd in defensive turnover percentage. In the last 16 games, UK opponents have had a lower turnover rate than their season average. Um, so again, if uh, they're rebounding better and uh, their turnovers are going down when they play you. And then lastly, uh, sending opponents to the free throw line. Kentucky 167th. So uh, Hoops Insight points out that none of them by themselves. So, I mean, if you just took the defensive rebounding by itself, it's you know not horrible or defensive turnover percentage, but if you combine the three of them, UK has had three worse seasons under Calipari in defensive rebounding, four worse in forcing turnovers, and one worse in allowing free throws. However, Kentucky has never been so bad at all three in the same season. The only seasons where Kentucky was anywhere near as bad as they are this season in even two of those categories in the same season were 2016 and 2018. And in both of those seasons, Kentucky failed to make the Sweet 16. Well, they did to get out of the Sweet 16. They yeah. actually did make it in 2018. But, um, yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, he's way smarter than me, for one. <laughs> um, but also, that's interesting. I mean, I think it, it's, it makes a lot of sense um, why they look so good at, in, if you look at just certain sets of defensive data. I mean, if you just look at scoring defense or you look at effective field goal percentage defense or a lot of the standard things that we would look at, um, and then... And then you go look at their overall defensive efficiency on Ken Palm, and it's, what is it, uh, they rank 42nd nationally uh-huh. uh, in, in defensive, adjusted defensive efficiency. Um, if that, I would not have been able to, figure, to like, explain why, that, why the disparity. And so I'm glad he did, right. because that does make some sense, and it also is a little bit alarming. There's, you know, everybody that, uh, has on blue glasses wants to say like, but they just keep winning. What does anybody care? They just keep winning. But I think you also have to be dig a little deeper and realize that there are some concerning things about this Kentucky team. There are some reasons why once they pl- are playing a really good team every single game for you know potentially six straight games if you're trying to win a national title uh, could bite them in the ass. And you know these numbers are a, a part of them. You know they're they're not a great defensive rebounding team. Uh, they foul too often. Uh, they don't create enough turnovers. I mean, those right. are all those are all significant concerns. And then the other thing that I'm working on, and we'll talk about it on the next episode. But you know, there's some pretty alarming numbers in terms in terms of the point guard Ashton Hagens. Um, this recent uptick in turnovers. That's you know now ten game stretch of you know four and a half turnovers a game. Yeah. Uh, I did some research, and I'm just going to tell you, you cannot make a Final Four with a point guard turning it over at that rate. Like, I'm not not like maybe or not. That's a feeling. Statistically speaking, you cannot. Uh, And so, you know, there are some things about this team that are troublesome. Um, Ultimately, they keep winning, and if they win out, they're going to end up with a seed they're happy with, and 
that it'll be about matchups. But I don't think anybody's going to be able to breathe easy about this Kentucky team until it's all said and done. If, they, if they've cut down the nets, maybe then. Um, but I think there's going to be this is going to be stress time for the coaching staff and the fan base. Uh, once once they get into a one and done format, losing you go home, it'll be extremely stressful throughout yeah. because we know they're going to play every game down to the wire, and they have these little uh, hiccups in their game that you know a, a really good team could exploit. And and we have to be honest here. Kentucky hasn't played a really good team in a while, like a really good team. Now, based on what we know, you know Auburn's lost to some bad teams. LSU has tanked. Texas Tech has ten losses. Uh, Louisville has not been quite as good lately as we thought. Louisville's probably the last really good team they played, and that's you could debate how really good Louisville is. Mm-hmm. And in that case, have they played anybody really good all year? Because is Michigan State really good? Yeah. I don't well, think so. Gonzaga's really good, I think. Uh, Baylor's really good. Kansas is really good, and I think that's about it. And that's the that's the that's the nice thing for for Kentucky for a team like Kentucky that's flawed. If there was ever a year where a fl- a really flawed Kentucky team that has a really sh- short bench, not a lot of depth, but has some grit to it and has proven that it will buckle down and get the job done at the very end for the most part, could win a national title, this is the year. Yeah. Because there are only those handful of teams, and you would only meet them in the Elite Eight or Final Four or championship game. And some of them might get knocked out before they ever get to you because this is such a weird year of college basketball. So, you know, I'm not, like, writing Kentucky off. I'm just saying I think what you just – outlined from our our buddy hoops insights uh and some of the stuff we've been talking about for a while are all real reasons to go okay you know step back and realize that you know don't be shocked if this team gets knocked out because they they have holes yeah and you can't be up um 61 53 with 50 seconds left and turn it over three times and allow your opponents to make that a two point game. I mean, yeah. uh, that was a pretty amazing uh, near collapse. It would have been that would and have been a real kick in the junk if they had managed to blow that lead. And that's the kind of stuff that that happens in March Madness. The the that's why it's March Madness is those crazy things where teams are all of a sudden fighting. I mean, they're fighting for their lives. They're fighting for their seasons. Uh, that is one good thing about Kentucky is they do seem to have that. Um, there is no better way to put it than what Calipari has, those cliches of refuse to lose and right. will to win. They definitely seem to have that, and they seem to have a brotherhood and playing for each other, and they're really good free-throw shooters. So yes. those are some of the things going in well, their favor, and they've been clutch shooting the ball with Emmanuel quickly. Yes, I mean, but to your point about like the desperation that comes in tournament time, I thought that was an interesting response from Mike White about, you know, there was some, you know, did you guys really do something to Kentucky there down the stretch? And he basically said, no, it was just total desperation by us. And, you know, when, you, when you're that desperate at the end, you start making those plays and you start throwing shots in. And, but that's, that's why that is kind of alarming because that's the way everybody plays when their season ends if you beat them. Yeah. You know, they start throwing in crazy shots they don't throw in. They, you know, somehow they end up with a steal on the – inbound and it's a ball game at the end so um 
But like you said, there there are just I think there are equal number of reasons to be very hopeful about Kentucky because they finish teams off. It, yeah, finish teams off. I don't know. They they stave <laughs> off. They stave off uh, disaster more right. often than they don't. And and that free throw shooting thing is going to be a massive thing at the end. It's big. There's no doubt about it. All right. More when the Locked On Kentucky podcast continues. This is Locked On Kentucky. Your team every day. All right. We're back here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast and. Uh, as we were looking at stuff uh, <laughs> Wednesday night, um, Kentucky didn't play, so Kentucky's still twenty three and five. Um, yet they dropped in Ken Palm <laughs> <laughs> just to make everybody really happy. I'm not even. I'm, I wish I knew exactly who jumped them because I didn't like screen grab who it was. Yeah, what it was four, yesterday. Now, yeah, Kentucky is now twenty seventh in Ken Palm, uh, behind fourteen and fourteen Purdue which is uh, 26th, uh, behind number 19, Texas Tech, uh, which has an 18-10 and 10 record, and Kentucky beat head-to-head at Texas Tech's place. Uh, Minnesota, which just lost uh, to Maryland uh, you know, at home, goes to 13-14. and 14. They're 32nd. Also well behind a Louisville team that they beat uh, that has one more loss than Kentucky does. Yeah, Louisville's 14th. Uh, that Minnesota team is 32nd. Florida is 33rd. So Minnesota at 13 and 14 is still ahead of a Florida. Also wild that a an 18 and 10 Florida is only six spots behind Kentucky <laughs> with twice as many losses. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I mean, so, I, I mean, I do get it. We outlined it. We talked about it. Even even going through all that smart math stuff from our guy, Hoops right. Insights. I still, like, I get it, and yet I don't get it. Because now Auburn, uh, coming up on Saturday, Kentucky has them in Rupp Arena, but they would only be beating the number 38 Ken Palm team. So just barely in the top 40, even though Auburn's 24-4 and on the season. And it's at home. Be- yeah, it's at home. So, big deal. Not going to give them much bump. I mean, I don't no. think Kentucky can get much bump now. They're I mean, not going to move the needle with anyone. Who, unless they score 100 for like five straight games and hold opponents to 50. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Win, if they win at Florida on the final day of the regular season and Florida maybe moves up a, a couple spots by then. Yeah, I guess if I guess if Florida beats – I mean, but they don't well, – they, they have two away games in a row. I guess if they win at Tennessee and at Georgia, that might bump them up into the top 30. And then Kentucky beats them on the road, that would be useful. But if Kentucky beats them, then they slide down. <laughs> it's like the whole thing is rigged. It's yeah, I mean, I got a feeling Florida is going to win that game. I mean, if Florida keeps coming on yeah. the way they they have, the way they played in in Rupp Arena, and Kentucky won't need impressive. it. Like, right. frankly, that's. I mean, we've talked about resting Ashton Hagens. If Kentucky clinches the SEC title on Saturday, I wouldn't play Ashton Hagens again until the SEC tournament. No, I agree. I'm 100% with you on that. There's no doubt about it. He needs some time to recharge those batteries for this stretch run. I don't really care what anybody says. (laughs) I don't care if anybody says that's like, you know, Cal's not going to do that. Cal, you know, they play to win, yada, yada, yada. Well, Cal also says the only thing that matters is March. So uh, put your money where your mouth is and let your point guard heal up. Uh, leave no excuses, you know, let the kid, you know, let the kid mentally reset. 
Um, like how much? Okay, if if Kentucky is a a three seed, could they drop to a four if they lose at Florida? Yeah, and does it matter? I mean, I don't know. How much does it matter? Because yeah. if you're a four, you would have to play a one instead of the two if you're a three. I would also and think eventually you'd have to play. You know, one, if but. we're talking about the committee taking things into account, like I would also think if you're sitting Ashton Hagens and you lose that game, like everybody knows why you lost it. I don't true. know. True, that is true. I don't know, man. That's just what I would do. I but I I am not even close to a Hall of Fame coach. I'm not even a middle school coach. But I just it feels like they should give him a break. And I'll also I, tell people that I've been talking to people close to Ashton Hagens all day, and it feels like they should give him a break. Well, and the other thing is, if, if you're playing for March, okay, and and that's the idea of this, you win against Auburn, you have the SEC regular season title, you have the one seed, you wouldn't play until Friday of the SEC tournament. So then... That Florida game, that next week, you're talking about almost, what, like 12 days or something? Yeah. And then if he goes in and he needs to get back into game shape or whatever, we've well, got that Friday and Saturday and possibly yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I mean, then you play, him, you play him 25 minutes in the in the Friday game and 30 in the Saturday game, and if you get to Sunday, let him turn him loose. But Right. I mean, I think it's more than anything. He's got a bunch of nagging little things. It's not just his legs. It's just like he's got I mean, nagging, Ken nagging Payne little stuff it. to to let him let him heal up. Uh, so yeah, the 29th. ninth. Um, to 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 think that it's just going to fix itself at this point. Yeah, I, I think I don't think uh, you can. I don't think you can pl- necessarily just play through being beat up. You know, um, but if you go. If they don't play till Friday the 13th, ooh, that's creepy. Um, <laughs> if they clinched on Saturday the 29th, the, you would have you would have 13, 13 days off. Yeah. I mean, if you sat him for the final week of the season, I would absolutely do that. There's no doubt it's a perfect opportunity. You've got you've got the Tennessee game, right? And then you've got I'd even like put that out there like for like as a motivation for Saturday. Like Ashton, go get this game and mm-hmm. you got and you got the next week off. And I'd ask the locker room, anybody object to that? To us right. giving our point guard a break? You think Emmanuel quickly and and uh Tyrese Maxey are gonna say no to that? <laughs> when And Johnny Juzang gets the minutes. Yes. I it's mean, all free basketball. And he, and what do you need for the, for March besides a healthy Ashton Hagens, a, a little more of a bench? Yes. I don't see this, a downside. I'm really not seeing any downside. This is a brilliant plan. We've yeah. got it. So we should uh, we should send this right on over to uh, Calipari's office. It's also know. not going to happen. <laughs> Cal, <laughs> Cal, Cal is 100 percent not going to let Ashton Hagens sit. But uh, I mean, he played him. I thought he needed a break before, and he played him 38 minutes at Texas yeah. A&M. So he ain't well, he didn't a break. start him. And then he, he played in 38 <laughs> minutes. Uh, so, yeah, I don't uh, – was it 38? Am I overstating it? Against Florida, he didn't start him. And then he played him 34 minutes. Almost oh, Florida. 35. Yeah, Florida he didn't start. 30, I'm sorry, I undersold it. He played 39. <laughs> he played 39 minutes Yeah. Uh, at Texas A&M. So. Calipari says the conference tournament doesn't matter. He doesn't like it. 
uh, you know, this everything says everything in his like philosophy and how he, he treats this says that he should. That is the right move. Uh, you, you mentioned bracket matrix has Kentucky as the highest rated four seed, Auburn the lowest rated four seed. Yeah, and so right if behind, Kentucky wins uh, that game and everyone knows that Ashton Higgins, yeah, but they were out without Ashton Higgins that last week of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... It'll be taken think, into consideration. I think if Kentucky beats Auburn, they move up to a three seed. And, I mean, I think they can beat Tennessee at home regardless. Um, you know, and then who cares about... I mean, who cares about that Florida game? I think if you lose on the road to a, you know, borderline top 25 Ken Palm team that's playing great... Um, Without Ashton Hagens, nobody. Uh, I don't think a reasonable person person would dock them. But no, if uh, you're Duke and you can lose at Wake Forest by eleven, uh, twelve, whatever it was, and you don't get docked there, I mean Duke is still sixth in the net. Yeah, I know it's amazing, and fifth in Ken Palm, right? Or did they drop any? They were fifth last night. Uh, they are fifth. Yeah, number five. The number five in Ken Palm, despite losing for the second time in the last three games to a double-digit loss opponent yep. by double digits. Both of those opponents outside the top 50. Outside the top 50. Yeah. It's weird. And, you know, Th- this, Duke, this has, Duke, Duke now has the same record as Kentucky overall. Uh, they both have two bad losses. Everybody acknowledges Kentucky has the significantly worse loss. Uh, Evansville is not comparable to Stephen F. Austin, which is like 24-3, and going to win its league. Everybody gets that. Duke also has the best win of the two over Kansas. Uh, but Kentucky, as we mentioned last night, has, I think, seven top 50 Ken Palm wins, and Duke has three. So, right. um, And Duke is 22 spots higher on Ken Palm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is really uh, just... I don't know how many times if we should do a supercut of us going. It's a weird year in college basketball. Right. It's a weird year. It's a strange year. Sure is a wacky year, um, <laughs> but it is, and it sort of defi- defies logic in some uh, in some ways. I am really interested now, though. We were talking about um, you know look for so long like four teams, only four SEC teams were going to get in the tournament, and probably four. Maybe it's just going to be a reordering of the four. But we got Kentucky and Auburn. They're getting in. Um, then it's Florida and LSU. At least one of them is getting in because they're going to play each other. And I think yeah, that I think Florida could be an elimination game. And no, then you've Arkansas. Got, and then I think you've got Florida's Ar- getting yeah. in, and then LSU Arkansas maybe an elimination game. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you're yeah. right. Because um, Florida and LSU just split. Um, yeah. So. I mean, a fifth team, and and Mississippi State is hanging in there. You know, they're eighteen and ten. They are nine and six in the league. They beat Alabama. They won at Arkansas a couple of weeks ago. They won at Florida a few weeks back. Um, Mississippi State will have an interesting case if they can. And they've got like a really winnable. They got a schedule where they could easily win out Missouri, South Carolina, Ole Miss. They could win those three, and if they do that, then they're twenty-one and ten. Yeah. And they're twelve and six, 
It'd be it'd be wild if uh, if the SEC could end up sneaking six teams in instead of four. I think that would be a major achievement for the league uh, in a year where it's been pretty blah. And I I mean, and two, I do think we have to say like, oh, the the beat up on each other factor is like praised in some certain leagues, and then in others, it's it's sort of a derogatory thing. Yeah, because it's praised in the Big Ten. That's the th- I think the Big Ten could. The Big Ten and the Big East may, you know, be the benefactors of 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 the SEC um, being being down. so yeah. lowly regarded in the net rankings. I yeah. also think the Big East is actually the best league in the country. That's a really good league with really good teams in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that anybody in the Big Ten is actually really good. Like I don't like they. I guess they have depth, but. I, is there anybody that I think right now from the Big Ten is going to the Final Four? Maryland, like, Michigan like State, Illinois. So much. I mean, Michigan <laughs> State does not look like a Final Four team. 19-9, and 11-6 in the league. Uh, Maryland, I don't think Maryland's going to no. the Final Four. Does, I mean, Ohio Penn State. State was hot for a while, and they've lost a few in a row. You know, they're 11-6 and six in the league. I mean, everybody in the league's got four losses. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's just Maryland. After Maryland, everybody's got six-plus league losses. Um, but the Big East is different. I, I, I think the Big Ten could be like, oh, they got a record number in, and nobody got out of the second weekend. <laughs> um, I But, you know, you look at Creighton and Villanova and Seton Hall. and I think Seton um, Hall very much could be a Final Four team. Yeah. I mean, they've played against great teams all year. They got some huge wins. At one point, they won, like, what they win? Ten straight. Started 8-0 in the Big East. They beat Maryland, by the way. Uh, they beat they the best team in the Big They are tied with uh, Baylor for the second most quad one wins. It goes Kansas with 11. They have 10, Baylor right? 10, and Seton Hall with 10. Yep, those are the I top mean, three in, in uh, quad one wins. That's pretty impressive. Beat Iowa State on a neutral. Beat Maryland. Uh, one at Xavier. Beat Marquette, which is a top twenty-five Ken Palm team. One at Butler, a top thirty Ken Palm team. Uh, one at Villanova, right? Which is a huge win. Actually, swept Butler. I mean, that's you know, and they lost nail biters, like down to the wire games to Creighton and Providence. But I think I think Seton Hall with Miles Powell, he's a legitimate star. That's the kind of team that can make a run, like the the kind of non traditional power who could end up in the final four yeah i think you're right about that all right that's enough for tonight uh we'll save some for tomorrow uh, of course preview the auburn game on the locked on kentucky podcast until then follow us on twitter i'm at d-r-i-e-f-f-e-r and kyle is at kyle tucker underscore a-t-h all right have a wonderful thursday everybody <laughs>